everybody got a body like me Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about Guarding the Globe. That includes uh, volumes one and two, issues one through six and one through six again, but we'll get into more of that. Uh, But I want to kick it off by introducing my co-hosts, Bill. Hi, everyone. And TJ. Oh, hello. It's TJ. I am Ryan. And uh, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this. I'm really excited to talk about it because I've been excited. I've been wanting you to read this for a while. I'm surprised by how much that I liked it. Cool. TJ, how are you doing? Are we talking about um, like if we liked it? No, we're just like, talking about how we're, we're going doing into that. Oh, I'm doing just... okay. I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, we are the Invincible Podcast. Again, we talk all things Invincible related. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube. You can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we recently started a sister podcast or a spinoff podcast, whatever you want to call it, a second podcast called the Oblivion Song Podcast. Uh, so if you haven't che- checked that out, you can So the good uh, thing about Oblivion Song, too, is that it's just like, if you want to catch up to listen to us, it's just one issue. So like, you can just go and get that one issue, read that one issue, and then check out the first episode. Uh, yeah, and, and if you haven't read Oblivion Song yet, like, it's like yeah. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The more you sit on it, the more you're like, ooh, I'm pretty eager for the next one. Yes. Did you open up that volume thing? Uh, it's still completely sealed. Oh, man. For more I... on that, check out the first episode <laughs> of the <Yeah>. Oblivion Song. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple emails. I wanted to get out of the way, not like get out of the way, but uh, I wanted to touch on here. Uh, the first one is... Uh, in reference to what we talked about last uh, last episode, uh, Corey Adams wrote to us last episode, and he told us how the first issue of Invincible that he read was issue, uh, what is it, TJ, 131? It was 133. It was the first one of uh, uh, End of All Things. Yeah, so it was Oliver's death and the funeral and everything, and we had talked about like how how would that be as a first experience of Invincible, reading that and then reading everything else. So he actually replied, and uh, this is what he wrote. He said, hey guys, it's me, Corey again. And no, I'm sorry to disappoint, but it's not Corey Walker, it's me, Corey Adams. I (laughs) I just wanted to say that I appreciate you reading my email on the air and taking interest in my story. To answer your question about it being weird knowing all this information and still reading anyway, my answer is no, it wasn't weird at all. It took it, I took it as a really, reading a really long prequel. I don't know if this is the best example, but it was kind of similar to Star Wars prequels where everyone knows that Anakin eventually becomes Darth Vader, but it's still interesting to see it all played out. Um, Corey goes on to talk about how, uh, you know, he would see people on Facebook talk about conquest and he just he would just be excited to find out who they were. It didn't really ruin anything. Um, he didn't enjoy our show, but he couldn't listen to some of the episodes. He actually just listened to new readers and some of the ones that were a little bit more generic. Um, but then actually, once he caught up, he was able to listen to it without reservation. Uh, Corey goes on to say, as far as the ending of the book goes, I was a little apprehensive at first because I didn't really want it to end, but I honestly don't have any complaints. I really couldn't think of a better ending to such a great book. 
And to use a Star Wars as another example, I'm hoping to maybe see miniseries and standalone stories of certain characters similar to what Star Wars is doing with Rogue One in the Han Solo movie. Stories that can be picked from the timeline and are self-contained. What I really want to see is a Kid Invincible story run and have almost a Young Justice feel to it. And I don't want to get my hopes up too high. Well, once again, I've gotten away from myself and rambled on too much. Thanks again, guys. Until next time, Corey Adams. Love, Corey Adams. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Corey. Uh, Thank you, Corey. It's cool that he said that. Meanwhile, we're today talking about a spinoff, and it is kind of that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, Corey, if you haven't read, you know, Garden the Globe, Brit, Wolfman, Invincible Universe, check those out. And don't listen to this. Or you can. Oh, yeah. along. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to try and keep it uh, relatively spoiler-free. For the beginning, and then we're going to go into spoilers. So if you want to hear what we thought of Guarding the Globe before uh, getting spoiled, hmm. we'll, uh, okay. we're going to do that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, our second email comes from friend of the show, Jordan Gilbert. What's up, Jordan? Hi, Jordan. Jordan. Aw, Jordan. Jordan just wanted to write and say, uh, hey, guys, I just want to give you a quick thanks for mentioning Saga on the podcast. I'd always heard you guys talking about it, but never gave it a try. Mm. I recently got hooked after the first volume and went on a spree and bought volumes two through eight on Comixology when they're on sale, Mm -hmm. and now I'm all caught up. Such a good series. Doesn't fill that invincible void, but as a series, I look forward to monthly now. Really enjoyed Oblivion Song number one and enjoyed the first episode. Love, Jordan. Oh, good. Yeah, right? That's how Saga is. Saga is so good. You just can't stop. Now, I will tell you this, Jordan. It is very hard going month to month with saga now uh they recently came back from a, a long break with a very good issue mm-hmm. and uh it just sucks it's nothing like reading saga is volumes. very sporadic too with its release dates so like well they'll they'll i think they just back them up like i think they are kind of doing like go what they like, did with the oblivion song where they'll like i feel like they finish like six issues but then, then they'll stop. go a couple months yeah. without a new issue, and then they'll release mm-hmm. monthly. And The other thing I, that I thought you were saying, TJ, was Saga will do the thing where, oh, you won't see those characters for six issues. And yeah. in, in our time, might be like eight months. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, wait, where is that guy? What what happened to him? Mm-hmm. Why is he old now? Like Game of Thrones. Kind of, yeah. It's exactly yeah. like Game of Thrones. You're right. It is a lot like Game of Thrones. The whole series is. It's not, it's like, the series is nothing like Game of Thrones. No, the feel, though, <laughs> oh, no, and no, like, the, the... But in that aspect, yeah. it kind of is. All the, all the relationships and all the ties, yeah. Right, all the relationships, how people, like, exist in the same world, and they're all kind of, like, trying to get to one another, but no one actually meets, and when they do, it's a big deal, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Saga is great. Saga is uh, great. Liz just took home Saga and read the first volume. Yes. First and, hardcover. Uh, the first yeah. hardcover volume, that's right. Uh, she. Uh, I don't want to say this. Oh shit! Oh god! She. Go oh no! Okay. Continue. Did you just shit your pants or something? What happened? What happened? You said you? oh shit, and then I did. Oh okay. She actually read it faster than she read Invincible, with like more haste. You gave it to her, and then I went over. Oh, you mean a volume of a hardcover mm-hmm. of Invincible? Yeah. yeah. Ryan, you gave it to her, and then Bill, I went to your house, like couple days later mm-hmm. and i was like are you reading saga and she's like yeah i'm more than halfway through it yeah i should have just given her but that's of- how it is though like you start it and you have you can't it's not like you can't stop that you can't stop no. like one thing leads to another to another to another and you just and mm-hmm. by the time you're done it's like midnight yeah i don't like it i mean if we're going to compare it a little bit to invincible i don't i mean i love invincible and saga is great but saga there's something about it that it's very very addicting it's mm-hmm. like invincible has moments where it's like okay i can take I a, can't, I can take a break i can't even talk about what's addicting about it though it's not like yeah. it's like full, full of action or like 
That's... It's not. It's just like the 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 character, mm-hmm. the way the characters are and written. The pacing it just keeps it, it, ha- it hooks it hooks you. That's the, that's why that's why I always compare it to Game of Thrones is because for some reason I mean everyone knows why mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is addicting, but yeah, yeah. Uh, no, well, actually, so you'll uh, learn more about how our feelings on that on the the new saga podcast. No, that was... <laughs> man. I wish if if it would if it had been uh, if it was you know yeah. ten years ago years or whatever. Ago. <laughs> I, I absolutely would have loved to have started the saga podcast. All right, moving on. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the Oblivion Song podcast, but I wanted to mention it here because it is Ryan Otley after all. Uh, his next project is Spider Man. Uh, that was announced since last episode, and we're all very excited about it. TJ, you said you're going to try and read some Spider-Man before leading yeah, up to it. Yeah, because um, the Dan Slot. Yeah, I'm hearing good things about his run. Um, I think the next issue really awesome. it was, it was... of a, of a Amazing Spider-Man is issue 400, and yeah. it's a big deal. Oh my like, god! Yeah, and then they're doing the thing where they start at number one again for Otley. Um, so Otley's run isn't starting until two months from now? Th- it's Free Comic so. Book Day. And I, I think that's... Free Comic Book Day is like the is tease. It, it and April? then after that, it's the month after. So yeah, it's mm. going to be April. And then his first issue in May or June. I don't know exactly. We should probably have known that. But uh, but yeah, that's exciting. The artwork, the art that we've seen so far is so good looking. It looks like this is going to be a comic that he's just going to have a ton of fun drawing and it's going to show. But yeah. um. I'm always interested to like ask Otley, um, or one thing I've been interested in since it was announced was I can't remember who was the guy that said it, uh, but I was wa- I was at a comic con and I was watching um, a what's it called a draw panel uh, oh you know, a sketch um, off a sketch a, duel yeah sketch duel yeah. and one they asked them what's the one character you like drawing the least and one of them said Spider Man because of all the lines oh yeah it's very he was he he's the, very the time consuming I wonder how Otley feels about that Otley's such a Spider Man fan though yeah I don't know I'm curious hmm. I'm a little nervous about the story we might have mentioned this when we talked about it last but I'm a little nervous about the story and it being you know, within Marvel's canon. I hope that it's, you know... I mean, I know they're doing a new issue one, you know what I mean? And they're, it's going to be a good jumping on point for new readers. But I want to know how much, you know what I mean? Right. They're obviously not starting from scratch. Here's what I think is going, but I want to, know, going to be. Uh, like, like, like when like, DC did a reboot and stuff. So I think that, like, the first you know, major story is going to be very, like, simplistic. A thing old school of what we know. And then, like... The next story, they're going to probably introduce a character that we don't really know too much about, mm-hmm. but probably should. You yeah. know what I mean? That's how it, that's like how right, DC was. Like, right now, Peter Parker's a little bit... Like, he's older. He started, like, Parker Industries. He doesn't work at the Bugle. But then now, I guess he kind of is going back to the Bugle. And Mary yeah. Jane works at, like, Stark Industries. Like, it's a completely... I don't know, like, anti-Venom. Like, I don't... I haven't read Amazing Spider-Man since, geez, shortly after Civil War. That's so. That's why I kind of, like... I mean, obviously, I read Batman and stuff, and Batman's guilty of it too. But oh, I yeah. feel like Marvel even more so, especially with like the movies being so big. Like any time, anytime I want to pick up a Marvel book, like it, they're somehow connected to Avengers, and like mm-hmm. she's running Stark Industries, and I'm like, well, shit, how yeah, did that so happen? When like, we're reading, do I need to read Iron Man now? Like, that's what I mean. When we're reading at least Spider Man, if we want to, if we're really getting to the story, we're gonna have to pick up other things too. I right? don't want to see. So it's still a be... Marvel book. It'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but we're excited to uh, to check it out. Uh, they revealed or released or whatever at uh, ECC C C. 
Uh, Emerald City Comic Con. Yeah, they were showed off. Uh, well, first of all, they had the Adam Eve figures there for sale, which are now available on the Skybound store for everybody. But they also kind of sh- surprised everybody with uh, Marky and Terra pins. So the pins match the, you know, Invincible and Adam Eve pins, and uh, they kind of fit with that series. The Terra is the Terra from the variant cover. The Marky is the Marky from that first page splash of him flying upward. So those are pretty cool. Some more uh, Invincible merch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Speaking mm-hmm. of Invincible merch, though, we got the cover for the next Mega Box. Uh, it's Adam Eve on an all pink, you know. Cover. I wonder why. I wonder <laughs> why. Yeah. Uh, so in the latest Skybound Out This Week video, they show off the fact that Adam Eve figures are available in the store, right? Yeah. The ones they use to show off are the robot leg variants. Yeah. Which I don't think they did intentionally. I didn't catch that. Yeah, well, it's not like they show them in the box, but when they show her outside of the box, you notice her one leg is yeah. the robot version. So that's the first official... Like, other... Like, yeah. Like well, that, the, even that's hand. not official, though. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the first oh, yeah. time that they're, they, they've been shown. Yeah, and it's, and it's only from, like, the knee up. Uh, mm. But, yeah, so we're assuming it's going to be in the mega box. It has to be. It's, you know, she's on the cover of the box. TJ, do you think there will be other Invincible stuff in it? I think I think it's going to be all invincible. Why would no, she be on the cover? Absolutely they've not. They've never really? done an all one thing. Really? Oh, probably Walking they've Dead. They've done Walking yes. Dead. <laughs> yeah. I think the last one was all Walking Dead except right. for a slots variant. Yeah. Um, I was thinking maybe this would be like an uh, like Women of Skybound cut type box, and hmm. we'd, we'd get like you know uh, what's Michelle her name from Wong. Extremity, Michonne. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think that there's going to be if there's going to be something else invincible maybe because she's on the cover maybe there will be something else but it's going to be like it's going to be a 144 um, line variant variant. so it's the same cover just the lines the two tone how many things are normally in a mega box it guarantees a comic a t-shirt a a pin and an action figure and then more okay quote unquote yeah so Mike Barrett had a theory that the infamous fist might be in the box. Whether mm. it be... Oh, yeah. yeah. From what Otley teased? Yeah. Oh, Whether yeah. it's a... He suggested maybe a... <laughs> um, like a pinup or a... Um, uh, or a variant. And that would be the variant. That's very smart. I bet he's right. You think so? I do. Yeah. Oh, what if it's a pinup of Marky being older, like throwing a punch at old Mark? And that's the cover? Wouldn't that be cool if that was a pinup? I think it'd be crazy that there'd be a cover a variant cover for the final issue and it's and it's in a mega box because it was such a big deal that there's only two yeah and it's like uh, kirkman didn't uh, seem to, like like i he, don't think i'd like he, it that there being another variant. i don't think there's yeah going because to be. it just it, it just like we like kirkman said like we mm-hmm. said it makes sense that it would just be the two the two of them Corey and ryan just yeah i can it. i can absolutely see it being the fist being in the box but I don't know. I'm going to, I don't want it to be because I want it to be something else, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, Sky, uh, again, another Skybound video they put out. Did you guys watch that? Their one, it was, um, David, David Harper. Harper. Yeah. yeah. And there was this whole, like, like what Invincible was, meant to him. It was kind, kind of, of his review of the entire series yeah. as a whole and what it he thought about so it. It was so good. It, it was, was really so good. good. The, yeah. Everything about the video was awesome. I really liked that. Yeah. Um, TJ, the you were telling me earlier about the Kirkman uh, interview. Yeah, so he did an interview. Uh, who was it with? It was Oregon. Crap, I'm not prepared. 
Was this the thing he did in L.A. that they've been advertising for a while? Oregon Public Broadcasting. Oh, no, that. Okay. Did a, an interview with him, and it was an awesome interview. He, he goes in, he talks a, actually a lot about Invincible in this. In the, he, he goes about, like, they, they talk about how, you know, he released Invincible and Walking Dead in the, in the same year. Mm-hmm. How did that come about when they're so different? And he's like, well, I've actually been working on that year. I worked on a ton of comics, but those are the only two that really... Um, took off and he explained like how he was selling that con- continue he was like a starving artist and he was like kept going and and pitching them and like trying to convince them it was a, it, he talks about a whole bunch of other stuff too uh the one thing that i want to bring up though because you guys haven't read the interview right no not no. yet so some something cool at the very end of the interview is the interviewee the guy who's interviewing him basically <clears throat> goes on to say that you know the the guy's conversation with him went on and you can get the the full thing in the in um the audio version of it but he says that he asked him about uh the invincible movie mm-hmm. and the uh deal at amazon to mm-hmm. which uh he re- kirkman replied you'll probably be hearing some stuff very soon in the coming months around comic-con he teased wait why did you just connect the Invincible movie and the Amazon deal. Because that's how he asked him. He asked him oh, okay. what he, they so, were talking about both of those like in one thing. So, They're completely separate. Okay. But so I'm, we might be I don't think one or the other. Based on our interview with Kirkman and when we talked about Invincible movie, I don't think we're going to get anything for the Invincible movie. No. But I do think we're going to get something from the Amazon deal. Yeah, but the way you worded that question, the Amazon movie doesn't have anything, or the Amazon deal doesn't have anything to do with Invincible, right? It could. It might not. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying that they were talking about those two simultaneously when yeah. he said that. Yeah. So... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I listened to the uh, Chris Hardwick interview with him earlier today on Chris Hardwick's uh, ID10T podcast. It was formerly the Nerdist podcast. And uh, he talks a good amount about Oblivion Song, and you guys should listen to it. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll bring up some of the stuff they said on the Oblivion Song podcast. Um, but they, they mentioned the Invincible movie not too much, though, but that was also a really good discussion if you guys want to hear that. Um, so, yeah. Are you talking about when he was like on the video with him on the couch talking to? No, that, Chris no it was actually okay, on was... the podcast. Yeah, and it was actually it was. It was Did funny. you listen to it? No. Yeah, I will say though, even though they had a couple really funny moments, I still can't get out of my head, Bill. You telling Robert Kirkman that you are in your in the bathtub oh, watching, watching Waterworld. Water yeah. It's still one of the funniest things to me. <laughs> like Robert Kirkman laughing at the fact that you were watching Waterworld in your yeah, bathtub. Yeah, and you guys couldn't see his reaction when he oh had a Skype video. So, uh, that's one of my better moments, for sure. Yeah. So that does it for uh, some housekeeping and some in- Invincible-related news. Uh, we're going to go on to our main discussion, which is all about guarding the globe. Uh, guarding the globe... Uh, it's issue. It's split up into two volumes. The first volume, Under Siege. The second volume, Hard to Kill. Uh, this was announced back in March of 2010, and they announced it by showing off these fake teaser posters with Invincible, Rick Grimes, Barack Obama. And you've been posting them on our Twitter. Yeah, I right? posted them last week on oh the Twitter, kind of like teasing up. Uh, and Harry so those, Potter. Harry Potter. Those were meant to mimic the Avengers um, announcement teasers that Marvel was doing around that time and just kind of poking fun and afterwards but i gotta show you in the actual issues uh chris uh giarusso did um little mini one-shot comics in the back of each like issue. sketch cards yeah well like they're they're like little comics like panels like stories 
with those guardians with Barack Obama and Harry Potter and stuff like that. And it was really, really funny. Uh, so they teased it like that. And then they went on to actually show the real cast and everything. And so it came out because Kirkman wanted to tell the story of what's going on on earth because this was right when Mark left for the Viltrumite war and he was gone for, geez, how, how long was that? It was almost a year in our time. Because I remember being like, oh, my God, we haven't seen Earth in a while. Mm-hmm. I think Mark got back and Eve was pregnant. Um, or mm-hmm. no, she had lost the baby. She, yeah. No, yeah. she had had the abortion. She had, she had the abortion right. and gained all the weight. And uh, so we hadn't seen Earth in a long time. And so this was a cool story to see. It was cool reading this along to get those glimpses of Earth. Did, were these released like m- monthly? So, like how were they released? They yeah, were a monthly comic. They, no, it was actually bi-monthly. The bi-monthly? first, yeah, how it was originally pitched and released was the first volume was meant to be a six six issue mini series. It wasn't going to go on after that, and um, and they were bi-monthly. And then the last two issues were actually more than bi-monthly. It struggled a little bit, and you could tell by the volume volume one where it um, where you could see the credits. It had a lot of uh, artists lending a hand on volume one because there was there were some issues uh i think towards towards the end of you know these six issues in the first volume um but volume or, i'm sorry invincible 71 uh came out in april of 2010 and the first issue uh came out in august so it was about four or so months later uh because i mentioned invincible 71 because that's how this volume starts this volume actually starts with a scene that is word for word, panel for panel, something From that 71. happened in issue but, 71. But redrawn. But redrawn, yeah. yeah. So the first five issues out of the six were drawn by Cliff Rathburn. Uh, it was written by um, Robert Kirkman, but also Benito Serino, who wrote the um, Invincible Presents Adam Eve and Rex Blode stories. Uh, Kirkman said in an, interv- in an interview that Benito is like a, a has an encyclopedic knowledge of invincible so he was really good for this um there's uh uh the inkers ransom getty inked some of it cliff rathburn jonathan uh Glap- ransom getty glapian russell jackson and jonathan glapian actually does uh a lot of batman does he yeah he inks uh, batman uh ransom getty did did uh, did you say that cliff rathburn did it he inked some of it too no i thought you said that cliff rathburn was the artist of it. Oh, no, no. Pen- the pencilers were just uh, Ransom, Ransom Getty for Getty the first five. And for all of them, Anka except for the last one. Six, yeah. Chris Hankin. Um, colorist FCO, who you guys know mm-hmm. for a couple pages, actually. Only a couple pages. Like four pages of this whole thing. Uh, Ron Riley, Thomas Mason, uh, Rex Stabs. And then, of course, we've got Russ Wooten for the letterer and Cena Grace editing. Russ Wooten just does everything. It's insane how much he, he letters. He does everything. Um, so, yeah, Bill... You were now, TJ. You read this when they came out, after they came out. Do you remember? Uh, I think I started it and got and then, like halfway through and, and, and kind of fell off of it. So this is your first time reading half of it. Yeah, Bill. This is your first time reading all of it. Yes, any of it at all. And then I read this when it was coming out, um, with each issue, just to give everybody a little idea of what we're, what were we, you know, we were familiar with. Uh, so Bill. What did you think of it? Now we want. I want to, before we get too far into it. This is all going to be spoiler free. Okay. In case somebody wants to go on and read this, uh, we're not going to ruin any major story beats or anything like that. 
Uh, Bill, would you recommend this to people? One thousand percent. Yes. It is, in my opinion, so important to Invincible. Like, I can't... Just for the um, the Invincible War, mm-hmm. or not the Invincible War, sorry. Robot? Robot. Not the Robot the Takeover. Robot the takeover, Robot Takeover. Right? That alone, I, when I was reading Guarding the Globe, and it was introducing all these characters, and I was getting to know them, I was like, oh, I remember how they died. Or mm-hmm. I remember that person being there and being like, what? Yeah. I, like, where did this even come from? Like, the the um, barbershop scene comes right? to mind. Yeah, oh. uh, elephant and um, Samson. Elephant working in the barbershop. Yeah, and then running away. Shop and running away. I was like, what, what was that all about? Fucking makes perfect sense right? in Guarding the Globe. Yeah. TJ, would you recommend this to Invincible fans? Yeah. I honestly just thought it was okay. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest. What? I, I just thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. It was like, it felt kind of sporadic to me. Like, literally, like, they're in one place and, like, like the then you turn the page and they're in just, a, like, in the middle of a fight that doesn't really... Make, I think feel like there were kind of there were holes here and there. Yeah, I, don't I think that's I just how thought it was okay. I think that's how team up books kind of always. feel, I didn't though. feel like any of the other comic books that I read really. I was going to say Invincible is, which I feel like Invincible is not like that. But I also don't feel like Batman is like that. I don't feel like Descenders like that. Saga's not like that. It's not. I don't know. I just mm-hmm. thought there was. A, I felt like there was a lot of randomness. Yeah. In this, I think and that, I just didn't care for the randomness. I think that's something that came about because of all the characters yeah there was a ton of it, characters and so right. it was very it jumped around a lot no i i completely agree with that yeah. yeah um i feel like there was you're gonna yell at me because i know you're gonna disagree but i feel like the, there wasn't much character building in the entire series but when there was it was awesome like the reason yeah. why brit is pissed throughout this entire thing is amazing like little things like what we find out about Yeti, what, you know, Chupacabra, uh, Chupacabra, things like that. When it happens, it's awesome. But all the in-betweens was just like, eh. And then the the ending, it, I felt like at the end it started to take off and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get invested and then it's ending. Yes. (laughs) It did feel a little weird that Japan Droid and like Cast Iron, like, I don't, you didn't really get anything from those characters. Yeah. You know, like there were... I mean, with all the fights, I felt like there was, there was time... You know, I feel like they could have fit some some little know. things in there. I think it was too many characters too quickly, and they had to get the ball rolling because it was only six issues. So I think given the time that they had, that was it was fine because it really didn't matter. I mean, yes, it would have. It, there would be. Mm, that's a little bit spoilers, but we'll I, get into I, that. I feel like there were characters that they probably could have done without entirely, like Kaboomerang. I didn't really care about at all. Yeah, I feel like we actually got a little bit more character development with him more though more so than other characters isn't that weird though because but, I but you're right really because care. he is he doesn't really matter as much you don't care right. as much about him yeah so why spend time on him mm-hmm. you know what i mean compared to like it, and it Yeti was it and... was interesting how little we see uh zandal um but they, they but they but they but talk we were about seeing it. a lot of him at the time in invincible that's well that, yeah. they even say at one point in this they go to talk to him and he's like i'm busy covering yeah. for invincible and he couldn't be in it um so actually, that does make sense. But I was expecting to see a little bit more. But speaking of that, do you guys think that um, this stands on its own? It this is sold in stores by itself. Somebody could pick this up and not have any idea what it is. Do you think this works if they don't read Invincible? Mm. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like for this kind of book, you have to have a love for the universe. Yeah, I guess so. But the universe isn't really. 
built that much like around these guys. So this is almost the first time you kind of see them. I just so, picked this up. Who the fuck is Cecil? So, so right now, okay. you know what I mean? So right like, now, somebody walks Cecil in. Cecil is a huge character. Somebody, somebody walks into this room right now and talks to you and says that they've read this, but they haven't read Invincible. Like, what do you feel for them? Don't you think, like... Anger. Like, <laughs> yes, anger building. Like, like, don't you feel like you didn't understand anything? Like, I feel like you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't really get yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example is Bullproof saying, I've, I can't, I've been covering for... You know I've been invincible for six months now or some mm-hmm. shit like that. He was talking to Cecil, but... The, the fan service in terms of villains and call-outs and stuff like that was amazing. I loved seeing all the, mm-hmm. all the villains and um, there's some neat tie-ins to the universe. I think the reason why I liked it so much is because I thoroughly enjoyed the last like little bit of Brit and this to me guarding the globe is like Brit 2.0 yes and I remember now if you can think back to the last time we talked about Brit and Brit volume 3 Kirkman says like there's gonna be more Brit I want to talk about him more this is just it for now this is what he was referring to and there's so much that connects to Brit in this series like it's to the point where it was almost I was like this is a Brit sequel this is a Brit sequel it's about Brit like it showed Brit at home more than it showed anybody else, any other character, which yeah. is fair because he you was care ab- about. He, is, he was he absolutely is. the main character. Yeah. yeah, throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was awesome in it. I liked Brit a lot in this. Yeah, I can't wait to talk wanna, about it. All right, we're gonna show. get into, we're gonna get into some spoilers now. We're gonna actually talk about what we thought in detail. Um, so either uh, skip Turn to it the off. skip to the end of the podcast uh, where we're talking about some other stuff. Maybe otherwise, um, go go read it. Go read it. Seriously, go read. It. Especially if you're if you're a fan enough of Invincible to be listening to our podcast and you haven't read this yet, go check it out. It's you not said even... that with a little disgust. You're like, go read it. Did I? I didn't mean it that way. Oh, it's yeah, not even like I it's, did. It's not even like it's work. Like, I felt Brit volume one. one well, one-ish, a little no, bit two, one, though. two for sure is like, ugh. Two was a little rough. Yeah, but that's work. This was fun. This like, is I, so fun. You said, I, I, wait, I got I'm sorry. Through. Say that again. You, you said guarding the globe no, volume Brit. two sorry brit oh okay brit. sorry brit okay. I, I was saying like that's almost work yeah like i had to i had to sit down and be like okay the podcast is tomorrow and i haven't started I, this i love astounding wolfman i feel like astounding you wolfman you, you better watch out is is harder to right. read oh, my, oh god. my god this is that's crazy i'm sorry but this is so this is just it's the it's the fan service of it. It's a, it's in, it, this is Invincible. Wolfman is standalone. If I ask that question about somebody walking in saying, oh, yeah, I read Wolfman, but I didn't read Invincible, they're not crazy. No way. It stands on its own, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I love Invincible so much. This is like more of Invincible. This is basically Invincible. Mm. Whereas Wolfman, it's amazing. It's standalone. Now, obviously, you guys like this more than me. I mean, little, I mean, we're in spoiler, right? All right. We're starting spoilers right now. Go ahead, TJ. When Wolfman showed up in this, I'm like, thank God. Fucking! <laughs> I, I, I was I was so excited when he showed yeah. up. You know, like, not want... even not even my love for the character. I mean, it was my love for the character, but yeah. like, I I just I wanted more of that. So and it now, Wolfman. It, the, when Wolfman, this is a, this is a, a direct sequel, sequel to, Wolfman. to Wolfman. Like it, the like epilogue of it Wolfman. continues the story. Yeah, yeah for the sure. epilogue of Wolfman. Uh, the final issue came out in November of 2010, when this issue uh, that he's in came out in like. You know, later that year, the end of 2010. Mm-hmm. So, so Wolfman ended in the with, epilogue, with little grogs. It was the little grogs and and the Wolf Corp jumping out of a helicopter to fighting fight them. This issue continues that fight. That or this exa- volume. You know how that? If you want to know how that ends, you have to read Guarding the Globe, TJ. So it, yeah, Wolfman, like 
you know, mm-hmm. but without this Guarding the Globe book, you would never know what happened. It's just, if it's you got, haven't read Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I but, don't know. And then, well, I mean, if we're talking about Wolfman, what I mean, I think it was what happened in Volume Two because I'm El Chupacabra. We're jump right to all that. Let's, got, let's no, let's we'll get we'll, to we'll, that. Let's we'll start we'll, it's going to be hard to go chronological because there are things that I really liked about the oh, book. Oh, I know, and it's okay if we jump around a little bit, but I've got a little bit of an outline. Right, I loved ahead. how it started with that re redrawing, retelling of issues uh, Invincible seventy one, um, showing why Robot and Monster Girl aren't in this. Mm-hmm. They leave, and it's Cecil being like uh what the fuck we've got to stop like the reason why this exists the reason why they find um new members and everything and why it's called guarding the globe is because cecil says lately they're just a bunch of americans protecting the united states he says they want to live up to their name and actually start guarding the globe and so they want to expand the team and go out and find members from all over the world so i want to ask and it was probably right around the same time as this do you guys know what Batman Incorporated is? It's the same thing. Oh, yeah. I remember. And it's exactly it, I the think same it was thing. kind of around the same Isn't time. Isn't that when, yeah. like, Bruce Wayne apparently said that he funds Batman? Yeah, he, and he's starting Batman Incorporated or something? Yeah, like where, they, where they have uh, Bat, Batman, um, uh, like, training centers all around the world, and they're basically making superheroes and mm-hmm. hold them to a certain standard. But again... It was actually really good. So is... Guardian of the Globe, which is Justice League. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I mean the Guardians, done it. I, like, oh, yeah. I, I the Guardians did... of the Globe, the original team was okay. Red Rush was from Russia. You know, I mean, Aquarius or whatever mm-hmm. was from Atlanta or Atlantica. Right. Um, and so on. Like, it was a global team originally. Um, Another thing I'll say, too, like, like the very first fight that we see in this comic, you see Invincible, like, on his phone. Yeah, which he is on his phone in that yeah. issue, yeah. Invincible's, like, not in this at all. No, they didn't. After that, he's not in it at fucking all. It wasn't like they used him for most of it to kind of push Mm -hmm. sales. It was like, nope, he's not in it. He is gone. He can't be. He's in space. To push sales, they put him front and center on the cover. Oh, the first cover? Of the first issue? Yeah, you are right. Such a good cover. Yeah. Ransom Getty, man. Ransom Getty is awesome. He does such a good job on these characters. The way he draws these characters, I love. Especially, like, Shapesmith and everything. Oh. If we're going in chronological order, then we should talk about Brit because he. This is where so he, gets he gets his, his costume and yeah. his fucking rocket boots and gloves, which you know from Invincible. Right. He but puts you don't his know. Son in it. But you don't. But you don't know like where he get this stuff from. Yeah. It's in this. Yeah. And why does he have rocket powered gloves and boots, Bill? Because he can't hurt anybody. He's like, just. You know, used he does to, not. He doesn't have he doesn't super have su- speed. He doesn't have super strength. He's just indestructible. At he one just point, can't, he just can't be. Britt said the way that he fights people is by tearing down the building around them or throwing himself into stuff. Trying. To like, he's he's trying to he, get them to throw him, him into a building right. to crumble down yeah. on on them. Right. But and, I, which I loved, and I loved how he actually was like, I kind of like the costume. You know oh yeah, I mean? to his wife. Yeah. yeah, he was like, I've been a superhero for centuries. It's part. It's about time I start like looking the part. Mm-hmm. Him. In the be- so in the beginning when he crashes because he can't get the landing and, land. and oh my what's his what's the cyborg guys Donald you messed me I had it in my head until you said, I said duh. Doug and I was like Douglas it's not Douglas <laughs> but when he was like do you need help landing he's like no I got it and he just face plants into the fucking ground but my question is Brit is indestructible right and vulnerable yeah. okay so when he punches somebody with those rocket gloves, technically that's not as strong as his fist. So couldn't his fist break those rocket gloves right away? Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, Robot made him. Maybe they're super strong. Okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. Science. Yeah. Same thing as when he's in a car and he drives a car into something. I mean, he would just go through the car. And to a, a point, I think he does. Yeah. 
So, um, oh, that's another part. Oh my god, there's so much in this book I liked. I love how weird Shapesmith is, and they call him Robbie and everything. Like when he goes over, um, mm-hmm. he goes over to uh, Black Samson's house, and he like him drinking the beer. I'm and thinking that's really like, gross. Yeah, yeah. And he just acts like a little kid, like he's an alien. Like mm-hmm. I liked. We never really got to see that character too much. And I liked getting to see that. Exp- he was kind of the comic relief of the of Absolutely. He yeah. was. He was the comic relief. He was the Joker. He was the goofball of this series. Um, I liked seeing Octoboss some more. Octoboss um, was very cool. Every time I, I think of Octoboss, I think of our friend Rob, who was oh, on yeah. the podcast before. He said that Octoboss is his favorite character, which is crazy. But I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. But it was cool seeing uh, seeing so much Octoboss. Like he was like the main villain of Atlantis, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I like how, and we're going to get into this more later. But how every region kind of has their villain, and each like you know each hero has their arch nemesis, and each you know location has its main villain, and you can kind of see that where Octoboss is the villain of the ocean, and that was just it just yeah. fit really well. So, uh, okay, so guarding the globe, it begins with with Brit going out and recruit Recruiting. finding new recruits mm-hmm. and one of the first people that he goes out and, and recruits is yeti yeah who if you remember in the invincible comic um gets his face burnt like by to robot. chris by robot and, and um the the wing girl what's her name pegasus pegasus carries him off and mm-hmm. and everything like that and you're like who is this guy he just showed up in invincible and then she gets to know the origin he is a fucking frost what yeah, an like ice the, giant the, or whatever whatever the frost giant thing was called from brit yeah He's their kid. He well, he's one of them. Yeah. Like that's not. Well, that's jumping way that ahead. That is jumping pretty far ahead. But you but find out. But I will out. say that is my favorite part of everything. Really? The fact that like this entire time he's like super excitable and like oh, I can't wait. I mean he's hugging he, Brit. He's no, it's dude the fact. And stuff. And, and it's the fact, the fact that why, he's twelve years yes, old. Yes, and why he's so like that. And he's that like, was my favorite part of this. He this entire thing. He doesn't go out drinking at one point when they're all at a uh, and when they're all at a party. He he's home. He's home, s- missing his family and his stuff. Family. Yeah, and you don't know why. You're just like, okay, yeah. this is this is weird. Because um, he looks so ferocious and everything. But when he's, he's my calm, favorite character of this whole yeah, thing when too. he's calm, he's just a goofball. Yeah, like he's just very excited excited about everything. He's he's excited to be a part of the team. With him and like um, Brit punching Octoboss together, he's like, oh yeah, that just happened. Yep. And he was just a fan. He's yeah. just a fan. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked seeing. Uh, so let's talk about the Wolfman. So that issue, I think it was issue two or three or that something. That was in the first volume. Yeah, was it? yeah, yeah. Uh, fighting all the Gorgs. Mm-hmm. So right where they left off from the Wolfman uh, final issue, and I don't know. It was just cool. We got all the Guardians going back there to help, and uh, the Wolf Corp was like taken out. Yeah, like they were done it was i think wolfman was left with maybe one other wolf guy mm-hmm. um the uh and they reassembled stonehenge in america yeah like it's in upstate new york or something like that yeah it's like, like in some farmer's backyard or mm-hmm. something like but it was that. just cool it's like okay well they finished that storyline like mm-hmm. that's a thread that was finished um tj what'd you think of the bad guys so throughout all this we've got this villain named set yeah. assembling which i like his name for some reason Mm-hmm. It's simple. Yeah. I thought he was cool. Uh, I liked... I'm terrible with names. What's her name? Uh, the girl, like his assistant. Yeah. The ghost? The ghost girl? Oh, no. Uh, Embrace. Yes. Yeah, Embrace. She was very cool. Yeah. I liked her a lot. The, with the with Set, you don't... 
they don't really give you a lot of information about them, so it's hard to really like them until like later on. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the more I found out about them, the more I liked them. But they kept his whole origin a secret, yep. his whole you know what he can do. He like obviously he causes some fucking mayhem. Oh yeah. Um, but you don't really know why or what's going on or anything. So I thought he was he was cool, but I really I I liked Embrace a lot right, right from the beginning. So do we want to talk about what he can do? Because you find out at the very end of the uh, first... Not yet. We'll get to okay, that when, right. we, when that right. fight happens because it doesn't change anything beforehand because what he's doing, all he's assembling. these issues... is One of my favorite things about Invincible is the villains and mm-hmm. the like random cast of villains. And I love that one two-page spread. I don't know which issue it's in, but it's all of them lined up and he's going through the list. I actually have it right here. It's when they, it's when they um, announce yes. who the Guardians, the new Guardians are. Yeah, yeah. I loved seeing this this page, and it's like, it's showing everybody. It's like Master Liu, head of the Asian tech, uh, territories, and it's, um, uh, multiple. Yeah. So multiple is working with Master Liu, which is the dragon guy. Uh, Titan, New York City, Embrace in the Middle East. Um, Titan has you know Isotope with him. Uh, Machine Head. The face. Yeah, Machine Head from uh, um, where is it? Los Angeles. The face is Canada and northwestern United States. Insomniac is North Africa. Uh, Red Eye is Brazil. War Woman is uh, the Mediterranean Sea oh, area. Slaying Mantis is Ireland. Octoboss is all the oceans. War Woman. War Woman. Can we talk about War Woman for a Let's minute? Let's talk about Wait, War Woman. Wait, I didn't. War Woman wasn't she? Oh, Bill, do you not remember? She was in a in a sex scene yeah. with someone. During something. I don't have my volume one here. Of of what? Of Invincible nearby. Anyways, uh, issue seven of Invincible, the Guardian Globe one, where it's showing out all mm-hmm. the Guardians, yeah. and then at the end, Omni-Man kills them. Mm-hmm. In her little scene, she's in bed with, you know, or she wakes up out of bed, and her girlfriend is cooking her breakfast, and one of these stone guys crashes through the wall and says, your mother demands that you come back. And War Woman's like, no, I'll never go back. And she kills that thing. And then she gets the call, the call to go to the base to be killed by Omni-Man, kisses her girlfriend and says, I'll be back and leaves. This is her girlfriend. She even says later in this issue or later in a couple issues, when she goes to throw the ax at Chupacabra, she says, this the, you guys scorned my love and I will get my revenge for her. Oh, no way. No way. TJ, how could you not like this book? It's so good. It's so good. I didn't say I didn't like it. I just thought it was okay. Yeah. And now when did the Walking Dread become a thing? Because who who really liked him? Uh, Otleek designed him and just you know, came up with him as a character. Yeah, geez. Where did he like, show up? It was like early 80s in Invincible. Just as a random villain. That's it. Who and was that, the guy that he designed? It was Walking Dread and then, that, so. and then that purple monster that was in the snow that one time around the yeah. same time. So yeah, War Woman. She, it even says who has taken over the Isle of Amazonia and become... Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she took over. She went back to Amazonia where, you know, her lover, like refused to go back to because she had a, a you know some you know unknown disagreement with her mother killed all the amazonians and took over amazonia and gained control of the army so yeah hmm. which is all presumed again yeah well yeah. no she says that 
she says she gained control. She went there and wreaked havoc or whatever. Mm. But yeah, before we get too much further in, we should talk about all the heroes now. We just talked about the villains. What about... Uh, we talked uh, about Cap, uh, we talked Kaboomerang. About, all right, so, so well, from... Kaboomerang from Australia. We got to see uh, him fighting Dingo. Yeah, and from, he he throws boomer explosive boomerangs with telekinesis. That you learn because Later. because originally you just think that it's it's just him throwing boomerangs. Yeah, but he actually controls them with telekinetic power. Yep, like that's his it's, thing. He said it's like slight telekinesis, like yeah. it's not. Yeah. So from left to right, the beginning of chapter four, this is where it introduces all of pretty much the whole team, all of them. So cast iron. Who's nobody? Yugoslavia, which we really learned like nothing about. Outrun, which I love that fucking outrun. Outrun. What happened with her? Oh my god! I know. I know. Um, El Chuka. That's why I liked Embrace. El Chupacabra, Yeti, who we talked about. Uh, Little Bruiser, which is that little fucking dog. (laughs) Yeah. Like you just and then there's a part where Cecil's like French bulldog. Yeah, Cecil's like, who's my little superhero? (laughs) He smells like an ashtray. Did somebody? Did he fall asleep in a bar again? Never mind. I don't want to know. Oh my god, so perfect. Pegasus, Kid Thor, who now Kid Thor and Knockout are two of the main characters from Capes. So when you read Capes, you'll know all about their origin. Okay, can Kid Thor ever let go of his hammer? You'll find out more later <laughs> you don't know yet and uh japan and jap jap japan droid japan droid like android yeah japan japan. japan i want to add another android in there somewhere japan droid i got it there you go japan android <laughs> no no that's japan wrong. android you had it that's a little japan droid japan droid uh, when i was reading i was like "Ooh, is that no i think japan no? droid's fine okay uh oh and uh samson black samson's in there too oh yeah, yeah. um bulletproof but this well, is like bulletproof actually isn't. Oh, neither of them are, don't they? Uh, yeah, that's one. But but they're part of the team. Oh, this yeah. is like an ex- this is the, this extended, is the extended people team. that like aren't well, because Brit's not in that picture uh, either. Because and now we know. Oh, oh and best tiger and then best tiger, of course. Best but tiger, before man. we get to best tiger, Fucking El Chupacabra is uh, distraught. Like he is introduced from the get go because of what was it like? His, his wife left him. His wife left him for yeah. whatever reason, and he's an alcoholic now, and he just is not handling it well. And so that is a major story point that comes into play. What did you think of Best Tiger, Bill? You never really got exposed to why everybody loved Best Tiger. So the when I when I when it turned the page and it was like Best Tiger, um, all I could think was TJ and mine, uh, the the battle, the superhero fight. Oh yeah, and TJ saying like, oh trust me, he yeah, like- yeah, and then you saying I think that he might be able to actually win. I he's badass. He is really badass. Like the, who was he, he fighting? Do you remember? Um, he was fighting uh, Invincible. And he was. Uh, he was fighting a like, drunk, a drunk. Uh, it wasn't drunk Invincible, but it was someone like Invincible. In our fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was drunk Invincible. Oh no, that was immortal. Oh, that was immortal. Okay, yeah, you're right. Man, our super fight episode is really good. If you haven't right. listened to our super fight episode, right, and there will be more. One. We'll we'll yeah. definitely we'll definitely do another one, especially now that that we know all these characters, and after you all read this and get caught up. But so, best tiger. Yeah. His. His power, like everyone else's, gets slowly explained. Like, originally, you're just like, okay, so he's really good at shooting, mm-hmm. right? But that's not it. Well, wait, what am I thinking of then? What is it? You you don't remember? I'm trying to. He he can can see, like, every, think like Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. where he notices everything. He can hear everything. Like, he figured out that 
outrun wasn't outrun oh, because, that whole thing. because right. she shaved yeah. because her armpit hair. Do you think that that's stubbled whistled? That is his power. Cecil even you think talked it's a, about a, it. A superpower? Oh, no, Robot talked about it. Robot was like his computing power. Um, what is like outmatched, and I and I'm surprised he doesn't use that. With what he compared it to something else because Best Tiger was doing something. Oh, it's when he figured it out that it was mm-hmm. um, whatever. Oh, because when 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 he's when yes, that's in volume two. But when he, they're sitting at the computer and Outrun is talking to all the boys. Right. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, uh, yeah. No, that's cool. I love it. I love the fact that he's he, because he's so good at that because he has that ability. He blindfolds mm-hmm. himself, so it's more of a challenge. Right. Because it's everything's easy to him. Yeah. yeah. There's even a part where he says, um, "Name not good tiger." God, that's one of my favorite lines yeah, in the entire. Name not book. good tiger. It's best tiger. Yeah. And he and he speaks with a because he's from. China? I think so. It says, it says that he's speaking Mandarin at times. Mandarin, so China. Mm-hmm. Or in, in that general area, but... Yeah. No, his introduction was badass. Yep. Um, did you guys notice, if you guys go ahead, uh, I want to talk about the big scene that happens with El Chupacabra and Cast Iron. So there's this, you know, well, Set and the whole villain start attacking everywhere in the world. We see that, which was cool seeing all the different uh, locations and all the heroes fighting you know, all the different villains. But at one point, if we could find it, there's uh, a point in which uh, War Woman shows up to kill, to just to fight them. And I didn't notice this the first, like, two times I read it. But at her feet, we've got three... Oh, my God! It's people. Glenn fucking Abraham <laughs> and Rick Grimes! Yep, and even his name tag even Get says Grimes. Get the fuck out of here! Oh, oh funny, my God! So there's a Walking Dead uh, cameo in there. Holy shit! It's like really good looking too. <laughs> that's straight, and I I saw Abraham first, and I was like, "That's fucking holy shit." Yep. Wow, but yeah. Rick has his hand in color. Mm-hmm. It is in color. But it was just cool. That's when uh, War Woman is, you know, taking out, taking it out on the race of men and everything like that, and she she gets in this fight with uh, Chupacabra and. He's basically breaking down, saying because he's probably drunk at this point. Mm-hmm. Like Britt didn't want him to, on the team to begin with because he is a drunk and uh, sloppy. And, and Cecil demanded he, that he was on there because he was like, "You don't know what he's done." What he's for done us. for us, yeah. and we don't. Which we don't. We, we don't know. Find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's she's beating the shit out of Chupacabra, and he like says okay, like he's he's letting her kill him, and so she goes to throw her axe at him, and Cast Iron jumps in front of it. And takes the blow, and uh, they take off and go away, and that causes a, a huge rift between Brit and El Chupacabra, um, and kind of Cecil. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, because Cecil's still kind of standing up for him, right? And yeah, well, still giving him jobs. Still, He's basically saying, um, like, you know, you don't run this team, you can't make these calls. To... Yeah, Brit said that to Cecil. Mm-hmm. No, Cecil's saying that to Brit at this point. But then later on, Brit's like, "Fuck this, I'm yeah. taking control." Yeah, and. You know, he Yeti's not going to be on the team anymore. And then Cecil's like, you can't just, like, choose. And he's oh, like, yeah, yes, they, I'm fucking they doing lose it. Yeti, they lose Yeti, too. Yeah, because right. he find, once once Britt finds out that Yeti is 12 years old, mm-hmm. he's like, you're off the team. Yeah. He's like, but, but yeah, he kind of takes control over mm-hmm. So Ochupacabra feels like shit. Cast Iron dies. Do you guys see this vault cameo or whatever? Oh, yeah. We got vault, Doc Seismic vault, who I think originally showed up in um, uh, Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Cast Iron dies. El Chupacabra is kicked off the team by Brit. And he goes, he goes to the funeral, and they kind of 
beats the shit out of him because yeah. he's like trying In a to crazy apologize. Scene. You would I don't I don't know if I would go to the funeral if I was El Chupacabra. Oh, I know. No, that was crazy. Now, who did the art for this? Because so this issue, looks very different. That one's still Ransom Getty. The last issue is the new guy. Really? Yeah. Doesn't that look different though, or maybe it's it just might the have had different. It might have had different inkers because remember yeah. a lot of the inkers changed too. Right. Um. So, we throughout all of this, we've got Outrun sleeping around, which we probably just assumed that was character development, right? Right. She's yeah. fast. Like yeah. I, I just thought that she was. She she and all of it seems like every time she goes to hook up with one of them, it almost makes sense. Like. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I can make you feel better. Like she's, you know, it's never seems to force it. But at one point, doesn't she like hit on, like Pegasus or not she does, Pegasus? She does. No, she does. It is, it oh no, 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 no! It's um knockout. Knockout. Yeah. I did knockout, not yeah. think that this was character development. I knew something else was going you knew on. Something was going you on. Did, it really? kept kept happening. Yeah. It kept happening. I was like, they're setting something up. And so, they let it go for a while. It wasn't until yeah. like halfway through or almost the end of volume two that it comes yeah. out. So I thought the same thing, TJ, because she, first she does it to um, uh, El Chupacabra. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'll make you forget your wife. And then two pages later, she's doing it to Kaboomerang. And the way she's doing it like seems a little villainous. Yeah. Right. But, but so at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, dude. yeah. At that point, I was thinking, oh, she's, she's up to something. Something's got to happen. But then it didn't happen for a while. And then it would just happen periodically. Like there would be one more time where it would happen. Because it, it kind of slowed down with with Xander, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany fucking showed up. I yeah. love that. So I didn't think anything of it. Mm-hmm. And but it didn't get revealed until volume two, right? Yeah, almost That's the crazy. end of volume two. They kept it going for a while. Yeah. Uh, so the rest of this volume uh, set since they've kind of disbanded the team a little bit, used that as an opportunity to destroy Paris, and we got this crazy splash page of Paris in ruins, the Eiffel Tower destroyed, and he says, what, five minutes or something like that? Ten minutes? It looks like uh, the Invincible War with all the Invincibles. The long four panels per page. I love it. There's a body that's cut in half. Mm -hmm. This guy has something stabbed through him. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of gore. There is a good amount of gore. And it's, like, decimated the entire... What would they say? Billions? Right? Yeah, I think so. They did it all in ten minutes? Yeah, ten minutes. This is what we, uh, we can accomplish working together. Um, and well, Set even said like he doesn't have a like motive, an agenda, an agenda. He, he just he, wants he to just kill. Wants to destroy. He just wants to kill and destroy, mm-hmm. or so we think. And we well, we find a little bit more about that later, right? Um, so the final issue of Volume One is just the team showing up to uh, handle the situation, uh, and during this fight. Uh, Seth's mask is remu- removed. I hated this. I wasn't crazy I about it the first like time. It. I will agree with that, TJ. I didn't really understand it. Yeah, it was too confusing. First... And I think one thing was like when he when he set like freezes time, and that's not clear to me. It wasn't clear to me like until he says, "Oh, I've stopped. I brought these two armies to a standstill," and blah blah blah. Like, it's like, oh, okay. that's not what he like, can do. You what, would think he, that he would he like can control everybody, right? Yes. He doesn't stop time. He just stops. He's them. like Xavier. Okay. Yeah. And the helmet stops his natural ability to so do that. So he does it to himself. It's like Charles Xavier wearing Magneto's helmet <clears throat> intentionally. Yeah. Blocking it in, right? So he can't do anything. I guess I don't know if that's yeah. Well, he says I think that's right. He says the, <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
the whole reason why he wore the helmet was because he needed to prove to his father that he could do it without his powers, that he could which do, we find out at the yes. very, very end of the entire series. Yeah, no, it's, you find I liked that, right that. I thought that was kind of interesting, like a villain that who's like I'm, I'm intentionally limiting myself in order to, uh, in order to prove prove myself essentially. Mm-hmm. Zuko, a little yeah. Zuko-ish. A little Zuko. Um, this is when um, Japan Droid gets really cool because she's everyone else is down, mm-hmm. and she's the only one that's up because he can't stop her, right? Because she was synthetic, and uh, she she walks up to him and he says, you know, I was able to to drop two armies without any kind of you know whatever, and she's she said walks up to him, and she says, calculating odds of success zero point zero 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 one percent, odds of my surrender zero point zero 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 percent. And she just goes at him, and he demolishes her. Okay, just like she she jumps at him, and she's smashed. That's it. Right, but that's when I like. Oh, she's cool. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't really know who this person is, but I liked her I'm more on, in the I'm next. I like. Oh yeah, she's volume. fucking great oh, in the God. next one. Uh, so it ends with him just walking away, like that. That that's it. It's done. All those villains disperse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of the one big thing that happened at the end of this. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember Invincible issue 82. You open the page. The very first page of Invincible 82 is Rex, Rex's face. And he has he's older. He has the, the beard. The... And he says, um, what have I missed? Or something like that. It's mm-hmm. him back, coming back. This issue came out before that. This was the actual return of Robot and Monster Girl. So I knew they were coming back before I reading Invincible. And so they just show up at the end. Wow. No shit. And that's, and that's, yeah. Huh. Because he has the mask off and everything in the issue of Invincible. You're you don't right. see this moment of them coming back through You're the right. portal. You're right. And he's got like part partial robot armor on. Mm-hmm. and Which is what they look like when they step into the portal mm-hmm. in Invincible in the flashbacks. Wow. So yeah. And then at the end, of course, Yeti is welcomed Gets back to the moment. team. So you ready to talk about volume two? I am so ready to talk about okay. Volume 2. Volume 2, Hard to Kill. Uh, so now you said there's... This, this one... So they relaunched this uh, like a year and a half later. So yeah, it was like, okay, we're bringing it back with a new team. It's called Guarding the Globe. It's still, you know, Guarding the Globe. It's going to be a new uh, ongoing series. Um, with that being said, too, one thing that I guess I would have been wrong about but ended up being right about is... The entire time I was reading the first volume, I was thinking, her sleeping around, something's going on. Mm -hmm. But I guess it wasn't. Nothing was going on. That was just her character. Until they decided to further her character and further further this story. Do you think that that was always going on? Do you think that that was always Embrace? I kind of... I think so, because they introduced Embrace I mean, as they a character. They and, never did. They introduced Embrace as a character in Volume 1, and she didn't do a lot. Right, she didn't. But so do you I think, think that they that always, always planned on... That, that'd be an that? interesting question to ask, whether it be Phil Hester or Benito Cirino or Kirkman even, like, when those kind of storylines, I mean, they have to be passed on to the next writer. You know what I mean? Like, they obviously But do you knew. think when they, when, okay, so when he was writing the last issue of Volume 1, mm-hmm. do you think that he knew that eventually they were going to write a Volume 2? I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to think so. That, I, it would have to be, because you're right, TJ, that thread was never... Mm-hmm. Volume one was launched in August of 2010. Like I said, it it was almost a year for that volume to come to be completed, and then volume two, first issue, came out in September of 2012. So it was almost a year and a half or so. 
um, before it actually continued. But again, this was Kirkman. Kirkman knows the storylines. He co-wrote the first one. You mm-hmm. know, his name isn't on the writers on the second one. But so volume two was written by Phil Hester. Uh, we now have an artist like who continues with this and the next Invincible Universe, Todd Nock, uh, colored by John Rosh, who is coloring Invincible at the time. And of course, Russ Wooten as our letterer with uh, now Sean Makowitz as the editor who took over for Cena Grace. So yeah, volume two starts off with Magnemites and uh, we just get to see a little bit of them. That's kind of cool, some Doc Seismic stuff. But the big thing that starts off in volume two, go ahead, Bill. This was crazy. So Britt goes, because the whole time he's like, I'm too busy for this, I have to be somewhere. And, he's, mm-hmm. and it's a meeting with his wife, Jess, and his son, little Britt, Who's what two maybe? Yeah, Britt Junior. Two three. Mm-hmm. He has autism. Yeah. Or he's he's being diagnosed with autism right mm-hmm. now. It's but he pretty, does. I think it's pretty. They make it pretty clear that he does that have he it. Does have it throughout yeah. it. I mean, whether or not how much, how strong of a case, or I don't know the terminology for that, we don't know. Like, because we don't get to see him much when he's older, except for that one scene with Tara. But well, yeah, that, that's that's the one thing that I was trying to bring it back. But he to says is, like one thing. I mean, you know. Yeah, but he he didn't show any kind of social, like being uncomfortable in a social environment. In, or... in two panels, I don't think that can be expressed. And it, like he, the doctor even said, it might be a mild case, and it might be something that changes a little bit as he gets older. Right. I don't know. Right. Well, I didn't really need any character building with him, though. You, know? you didn't like this? No, I did. Okay. I'm you, saying I didn't need more to understand that he had autism. You oh, know all right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I was just trying to connect it to like trying to see if there were signs of it throughout. Yeah. Like invincible, you know what I mean? But. What a fucking real way to open up. Right? Like and I This I, one starts and ends with that very real Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh man, this is this this that felt more Kirkman-y than like I feel like the first one did. Because the first one was just like straight up superhero action and stuff like that. Yeah. This one had like But it's not Kirkman. Oh, your this little one, boy. I know, but it's Kirkman feel, environment. Yeah. Like, this or, one started to feel a little bit more grounded, a little bit more like their story is like, all right, like you could tell um you know, Phil Hester had the reins and they've gotten all the introductions out of the way. Like the first one packed so much. Mm-hmm. I love the first one. It it managed to pack a lot of characters, a lot of introductions, a lot of story elements into the first volume without, uh, you know, without ever being too sloppy. But right. this one was like, okay, we got all these characters out of the way. You know who everybody is. Now they can start telling a little bit, you know, taking their time with the story. Mm-hmm. Best Tiger and Kaboomerang like assuming that they were just out but oh, then yeah. like, but then Kaburo is like we're on a mission aren't we mission. yeah <laughs> yeah that was funny he takes off best tire takes off his tie uh-huh. and ties around, around his eyes yep i love that um Le bruiser no really talked about him little bruiser or le bruiser le bruiser le bruiser it would be uh, i loved seeing him smoking yeah and then uh, everybody showing up being like that's just so wrong and it's like <laughs> well his city like his home city was just destroyed yeah um, the Maulers are back, or at least a Mauler is a, still alive. One of the Maulers. So one of them, uh, and Invincible even mentions it, which now we see a little bit more of Xandal in this, but Invincible even mentions the fact that, um, uh, you, you know that guy you have marked deceased in, uh, in your records? Well, you might want to change that, because before this, the last time we had seen the Maulers was um, Oliver killing them. Mm. So this was the official return of the Maulers. 
And that's why he says, oh, you don't think I would have one of them stored away, you know, duplicate style? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why long after this, when Marx fights him again in Invincible, ha- they have the little bu- bubble on the bottom of the panel that says, you know, read Guarding the Globe Volume 2 to understand why or whatever. So, yeah. What did you have to say, Bill? So, well, in this, this is where, so, uh, Robot is talking about all the different missions that people are on, like how um, mm-hmm. Japan Droid, Kid Thor, and Knockout have made peace with the mag magmites yeah but then also what uh best tiger was doing and then he said it's pretty remarkable he was able to discern that a small dip in the rate of normal criminal activity from this particular cell meant that they were involved in something out of the ordinary um the guy's a supercomputer with sidearms lots of upside i think that's about it oh no wait Oh, Japandroid and I believe that advanced systems analysis he exerts in combat situations is also subconsciously applied to larger problems. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I like the idea. Subconsciously, that, like he doesn't even. I love the idea that he's subconsciously a super. He computer. doesn't even <laughs> know how good he is. Yeah. Like he well, just kind of like. He's not good. He's best. He's. <sighs> <laughs> so, but I mean, that's cool. Like he subconsciously, he just he yeah. he just thinks that it's like. It, yeah. His innate ability. Yeah, or you like wearing has... a blue shirt right now is like me understanding that you shave with an upward motion or a downward motion. It's just that's just the same to him. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So maybe he would be able to take on. I think it was Oliver. No, it wasn't it Oliver. Was, it, I think it, it might have been Oliver. It might have been Oliver. Either way, it's uh. He would put up a fucking was it fight. Argument? I don't know. Either way, you're gonna see more, uh, Best Tiger in the next volume. In this uh, volume. What's that? In this volume. In this volume. So where does this where does this fall with Invincible so Universe? So right now in the in the Invincible Universe, this is well. Mark is back from the Viltrumite War, and actually a little ways after that, this is well. He's sick, so that's mm. why Zandal is wearing his costume. This is like upper nineties, right before hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is um. Yeah. Yes. Right before one hundred, because. Uh, Remember when Mark got sprayed with the virus yes. and uh, in space, Robot and all these guardians show up in space with their masks on to be able to breathe and everything like that. It was another one of those scenes where it was like, oh, this feels weird. Like, I don't know who any of these characters are, but they all they all go to the base where he's sick and you don't know who half of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after this, Invincible Universe takes place, which is it takes place right after issue 100. Invincible Universe. Yep. And and what how was that issues or was that those were issues one through twelve, it's the same series as this. They decided to change the name, so they started it with an issue one because they're changing the name. But honestly, it would make more sense to tie that this volume into those because it's same writers, same artists. It just continues the story of volume two. So how does that compare to this? It's, it's the same. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's exciting. I'm right? glad I have more to read. Yeah. Not better or worse. Just you're just saying. I the honestly same. don't remember because I've been focusing so much on these two, and I have a special place in Volume One in my heart because I love Ransom Getty's art on these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Knock does awesome too, especially because you get so used to his style over the these three volumes. Um, I don't remember a lot of the of. Uh, Invincible Universe. I remember it's I been started that too. I, I don't, don't think, think I finished yeah, that either. Yeah, I don't either, think I no. read it since I've read the single issues. Yeah. So I'm excited to reread that one. But yeah, back to uh, Volume Two though. I loved this whole mudslide scene. The mud again, talking about um, uh, uh, knock. 
Uh, why did I just say his, I just said his name? Tom? Todd. Todd Knock. I love Todd Knock. The Brit, in, uh, Brit covered in Toronto mud. Tomorrow. Is he really? Mm-hmm. For what? Toronto Comic Con. That's tomorrow? Yep. Oh, shit. Are you going? I've been thinking about it, but I don't know. I can't afford to go, but I want to go. I'd like you to. should go and see Todd Knock. That'd be awesome. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I loved this whole mudslide scene. And it was crazy. And Brit being all not there. Like, TJ, you were talking about why Brit is angry in the first one was everything with Chupacabra, Chupacabra and Yeti. Right. This one, the leader of the team, is has other stuff on his mind because of Brit Jr. Right. And this one, oh my gosh. I think that this that page Brit is a play through. on something in Dark Knight. Doesn't it kind of look fighting, like that? When he's fighting in the mud. With Joker? No, with... Um, oh, with that, that uh, mutant guy. Yeah, the, the leader of the mutants. It kind of reminds me of that. I, I, it looks exactly like a page. I think that they, they did a play on it. But... Yeah, but the way that this starts out was kind of cool because he saves a little girl and gives him back to her, uh, gives her back to he her sa- parents. He saves and a boy like, and a girl. What the fuck were you thinking? And the boy like, was dead. Like, yeah, but like the parents lost, had yeah, just lost he, their kid, and he's just beating this, beating him up like verbally, like just how, being like, didn't he say, like how, "How could, could you, you not pay attention? How could you not pay attention to something so precious?" Oh, yeah. Like he, he's clearly showing having you know issues with his son. Yeah. So. Mm. Next thing I want to talk about is, well, go ahead, Bill. Well, I was just going to say, this is when we find out what Mahler's been up to. Yeah, what he's been up to. Yeah, Kaboomerang goes there with who? Like Japan Droid or something? Uh, no, Best Tiger. Oh, yeah, that's because they were working on that mission. Yep. Uh, so Mahler's plan was to clone himself in a different way. Yeah, which, I mean, should you we just, just tell a... what it is? Or yeah. I mean, it's... when when this happened, I was thinking, you know, because they, they talk about it later they go into it. I thought that I honestly didn't think that he was really doing anything wrong, but then I assumed, Oh, he must be keeping these women like against their will or something because he even said beforehand, he's like, I'm not like a, some sexual deviant. Yeah. And well, he was kind of making a, later on, a he was defending the, himself. The lawyer and everything. And he was like, Oh yeah, they all signed to be here of free will. And right. Like and that. I was like, yeah, so he didn't do anything wrong. So that's kind of, it's weird. And I like that. I like it. I like that story wise. I don't remember if it comes up again in Invincible Universe. So there's just a ton of Maulers out there mm-hmm. still to this day. You know what I mean? Like that that's was, cool. It's cool. Keep the line going. Yeah, it's out there. There's a lot of Maulers out there. Mm-hmm. But his whole plan was to just set off a bomb that impregnates. All I these, mean, or no, it it changes it, it changes the men, right? It changes the men's like DNA or something like that to where anything that they reproduce is a Mauler twin. Yeah, that's or is, crazy. A, is a Mauler, mm-hmm. and they call it a rape bomb. Yeah, which. For me, it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. Like to even. That's crazy. That yeah. what a, what a way to be alienated. Like that's so. You insane. know what, TJ? The men didn't sign off on that. The women, yeah, they agreed to be there, but right. mother's wrong, I guess, in that. Sense. To give birth to them. Well, no, like the women agreed to it, but the setting off the rape bomb right. was not. That was a villainous move. Um. So, so El Chupacabra. Awesome. So El Chupacabra was uh, uh, off doing his own mission, like in solitude. Uh, and it, where does it where does it say he is? This isn't. Um, uh, he's in Mexico. Is it? Or New Mexico? Uh, Mexico. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he. So he's in this little town. In this little town, the children have been. He's given up drinking. He's given up drinking. Okay. Yeah. And. So that's important. Mm-hmm. So he's sober. But yeah, people are disappearing. Yeah. First, it started as pets, mm-hmm. and then it started as people, and they put little bells Ugh. on on the kids so they wouldn't lose them. And the they, um, 
El Chupacabra's like, okay, let me take a look at her remains. Her remains, and it's like her ankle chewed off, and there's uh. a little bell around it and stuff like that. So, who's doing this, Bill? Uh, if we skip ahead, because we talked about a lot about what was going on with the Mauler, um, he traces Wolfman. Yeah. What did you think at the end of that issue when you turn the page and he gets, like, El Chupacabra is at a pile of bones. Right. And he looks up and there's Wolfman in the tree. Yeah. Well, he's talking to Cecil and, you know, El Chupacabra's like, it was easy to track. And Cecil's like, that. well, that's either really bad or really good. Either he's, he's too... Um, dumb or he's too vicious to care. Yeah. And then it shows Wolfman right behind. I instantly thought that Wolfman was there tracking the same bad guy. Oh, okay. I did not It's think... so cool, though. It's still it, it a is, badass scene. It is very cool. I actually didn't think it was him. I Like, obviously, he was wearing the vest, mm-hmm. but the way he's drawn, he's drawn fucking big. I thought yeah. he was, uh, like, obviously, we know that he wasn't the elder, but yeah. something like that to that where, I don't, like, maybe, like... You know his his vest his vest has powers mm-hmm. with that can like, that yeah. he's is affected by the moon. So I, I was thinking maybe someone somebody else got that or something because oh. I didn't think it was him because he was so fucking big. It, it looks awesome though. I love the yeah. way it looks. Yeah. So before we get back to that scene because that becomes a major story point. Mm-hmm. I love the barbershop scene. Yeah, it was really good. And at first, I I felt how knockout felt. And she's like, "Why are you doing it? Like it seems kind of stupid. Like." And then he, the way that Samson described it, like took took take a look at that line knockout. Folks don't want to wait. Folks, folks don't wait in line lines like that for something unless it's important, free or not. What we do here, this place, it's important to the neighborhood. I don't know. It's just Samson is this powerful hero that's part of the guard, guarding the globe, mm-hmm. and and he's a millionaire. He doesn't need the money. Yeah, and he's just doing haircuts. Yeah, like for free. Just giving back and. Uh... And then getting to see Elephant trash the place, and Black Samson gives him a job. He's like, because they, they're like, oh, you know, you wouldn't work a straight day, you know what I mean, or something like that. They, they tell him. He, he says, I have to rob banks because with my record, I couldn't even get a yeah. regular job. And then Samson's like, well, I'll hire you. Yeah. So, yep. and then even like Knockout was like, what are you doing? He's like fighting crime. Yeah. I love by that. By giving him a job. Yeah. It was really fucking cool. And we later find out that both of them are brutally murdered by Robot. <laughs> yeah, yep. Elephant's head is just. But this now, is a fun moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why he was there. Yep, exactly. So now we go back to Wolfman and, and El Chupacabra. Wolfman's obviously tracking. He says he's tracking one of his, mm-hmm. one of his own brood. He's because he he figured that he went feral. Yeah, like what happens sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, he thinks it's a. They both think it's each other at first. El Chupacabra oh, thinks yeah. it's Wolfman. Wolfman thinks it's El Chupacabra, and they keep fighting back and forth. And then there's a howl, and they look up and they see an actual another Wolfman. Yep. Another werewolf, I should say. Um. And so, so what did you think? I wanted Bill, like TJ. I know you listened and read most of Brett. Um. Did you make that connection to no. this alien creature? No. You didn't? Oh no, I didn't. It's the same so spider. Cool. It's yeah. the same fucking creature. I he, knew right away. Even, the wolf even says there was an alien uh, attack in New York. Uh-huh. Even though that was years before, I guess it's safe to assume it was another attack. Yeah, but no, no. No, he said that there was a, glo- a like a glob or something like that, and it jumped. He didn't even say it was a bug. He just said that it was something that... He said there's an, there an attack in New York City. Right, Go but when he, when he was explaining what it was yeah. that he saw, it was like something... I, it, yeah. 
Yeah, I was trying to find the time. Either way, I don't think the time lines up for it to be the same attack, but it's a bug from that dimension regardless. It's not the same bug because Brit stepped on the one and killed right. it. But it's another bug from that dimension right. doing the exact same thing. But the way that he was talking about the bodies and, ooh, you look, the, you look even, stronger and stuff like that. Even Russ Wooten with the red lettering. It's the mm -hmm. same red lettering. Yep. Like, trying to find... The whole goal is him trying to find a new, stronger body in order to inhabit. And he jumps to Wolfman. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. He, he jumps from the, the werewolf. He's like, this is a body that I, that's worth taking over the world with. Mm-hmm. Much stronger. Uh, at one point... I don't remember... Where was it? Uh, it was right before that fight. I think it's... Anyways, at one point there's another... Uh, I think it's during the barbershop scene. But at one point they um, reference Baltimore again. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah, Mayor, um, Baltimore. But they nothing happens like Invincible wise. There's nothing to, oh, no, but to it's lay just, claim that 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 Sam, is where Invincible. Well, that's where lives. Samson's barbershop is, right? Yeah. And so we assume that Samson lived near Invincible. I guess you know that mansion was nearby there. If Invincible lived in Baltimore. Yeah. Again, though, we we think it is. You know, we talked to Kirkman about that, and it was just cool that there's yet another Baltimore reference. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we got the bug from Brit. Uh, and it goes, who go? it climbs out of Wolfman, right? It climbs, no, I think it, yeah, yeah, it climbs out of Wolfman after it get, he gets knocked because out. Because it goes for Outrun. And then it goes for Outrun, she knocks it off, it goes on to Japan Droid, mm -hmm. and, uh, Monster Girl's like, aha, it's a robot, it's not an organic thing, but apparently this thing is so evolved that it's taken over so many species including synthetics that this it like prefers her body yeah so what does she do I, I first of all she she fights the guardians which is really cool but i love the fact that she sacrifices herself she <sighs> again now chupacabra has to watch as another one of his teammates uh, dies mm -hmm. not because of him but he was there prominently for both well I mean, this was his case. Yeah, like it was again, supposed to just be yeah. a small little murder case or something, and it turned into be this world altering. Mm -hmm. Like if one little speck of this spider. Yeah, so she. Uh, I love that she she like what sets off a nuclear reaction in her core, and the moment that the alien creature realizes it and tries to crawl crawl out of her mouth, she crunches she down. She crunches down on it. God, yeah. it was so it's so badass. I yeah. love that scene. Yeah. But, yeah. It was really badass. Now she, that's it with her, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't ever come back. Nope, that's it. You see, robot. They, they essentially put her in like a coffin. Right to to keep the radiation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that we get a little story from Donald. Yeah, a little bit with his son. With his son running track, and his. <laughs> Don't uh, let the fat get past <laughs> you. <laughs> the, the loudspeakers coming out from his neck. That was very cool. Him saying, no, that's the way he said, he's like, do not let the fat kid pass you. <laughs> oh, my God. It was very, very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is when... This is the moment I think of when I think of Guarding the Globe. This was one of my favorite reveals, like one of my favorite moments, like because it's awesome Best Tiger and it's cool uh, resolution. Yeah. You know, everything with, embrace. everything with him and OutRun... Um, and so, like, we've already talked about, you know, he deduces the fact that she shaves in another direction. And so Embrace has been the one that's been going around sleeping with all the members of the Guardians. So he, 
he fights and successfully incapacitates someone with super speed. Yeah. And he has no super speed. No. He just knows where they're going to be. She's even saying, like, this is impossible. No one's ever... No one's faster than yeah. me. And he's like, I'm not faster. I just know my surrounding. Yeah, I know I know where you're going to be. I know what to do. Like, that's so cool. How'd you figure it out? No one could figure it out. Name's not good tiger. Best tiger. Best line in the whole book. Yeah, so he said armpit. When you run, wind whistles underarm past whisker. You shave up against grain. Outrun, shave down. No whistle. No whistle. <laughs> so yeah, Embrace. Her ability was to possess people, which we saw, like, once. Oh, and then briefly again during a fight um, in Volume 1. Uh, so that was crazy. And she gets ripped apart. Yeah, immediately goes to see Set, who is getting thrown through a building. And she's like, who who could do that to Set? And then somebody comes up from behind her and rips her in half. And I'm and, like... Uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. It was a little, a little out of nowhere. Hmm. Which like, I didn't really care for. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like little things like that. Like throughout. I mean, obviously this was the a bigger moment. There were other moments too that we didn't really talk about. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of kind of like jumpiness, um, you know. And he, he's there for a while, and then like at the end when him when him and Set start fighting, you still don't really know why until like the final couple pages when you're like, oh, okay, so that's why that was happening. All right, I get that. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean, so. Hmm. we'll get to that and then you get somewhat closure like it's, it's an epilogue of it's, it's, of it's outrun talking confronting like, all confronting of them fucking pissed yeah are they in the wrong it was crazy I don't know I like how Xandal was like fuck this I can't do it right no matter what <laughs> yeah, he just walks he's out like, yes, he's like yes no means no yes means no like yeah, yeah. and then and then uh, Robbie Robbie yeah, Shapesmith was like she keeps saying she said no but she kept saying yes. She said it was good the whole time. Yeah, she kept saying it was good. good. Uh, yeah, you can't blame them. They, yeah. She even says herself, you only knew me a couple weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't know somebody that well to not know their, you know, yeah. a, uh, well, a kind of girl and, who and, would and go from partner to partner. You find out Kaboomerang was a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. And he actually felt something for her beforehand and afterwards. Yeah. So that was a nice little... Uh, Something for Kaboomerang. Well, yeah, because like, we didn't really something. have anything for him. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, Thoth and Set. This is all kind of leading up to their the the, the climax of this issue is going to be all this coming up. Oh, one quick thing though before we get to that, I did like this moment with um, bringing back to the um, uh, to the Brit Junior autism thing. Uh, Brit and Jessica have a moment where she's frustrated with Brit for not showing that he's that it's bothering him at all Mm -hmm. and he takes her to the top of a building and shows her that all these people that are fighting and he goes through each of the heroes and explains what their problem is and how they're you know they're not normal people just like their son is not going to be normal because he has autism but look at the, the amazing things that they're doing the reason why I act like I'm not worried about my son is because He's not worried about his son. Yeah, and he he's, he's, he can't see the things that he's not going to be able to do. He sees the things that he he is going to be able to do. Yeah, go go above and beyond, and you know. I thought that was a really cool way to, you know, bring that storyline back. That was awesome. Yeah. So, so you find out Set and Thoth are brothers, mm-hmm. and they this is what they do. They fight over worlds. How crazy was this moment in which Thoth? S- 
absorb the life force out of Seeing, a sea of people. They did an amazing job of showing it go through the wave of people, like yeah. him sucking the life force out and them being like just husks and skeleton people and then the line of people that he's currently doing and then With the, the people lights coming him. out of their eyes oh, and then fucking awesome. Like really good. I still you still don't really know, but I mean mm-hmm. um oh this is when you find out like all these babies were born. Mm-hmm. Which there's there's not a whole lot of resolution there. Yeah. In, invincible, not invincible, but talking about the Mauler babies. Yeah, yeah. But um, Zandal punches him through the legal paperwork, and then it's just kind of that's it. Um. But yeah, so they get called away to uh, this fight scene that's happening, uh, between Thoth and Set, and that g- brings us to the final issue, um, which starts off with a flash forward you know of everybody destroyed at set's feet which i didn't like because i went back and at no point does it say this yeah it is kind of at the end yeah it's just Um, supposed to be it's just teasing that a little bit right but anyways they Uh. decide that they're no match for either of them so they decide to just work on evacuating people and getting the people out of the city and uh one of the craziest scenes of uh of this was with samar I was hoping that I wouldn't ever have to relive this part mm-hmm. because it is so sad. Because what did it remind you of? Uh, Little Brit. Yeah. yeah. Brit Jr. at the end of uh, yeah. Brit's story, finding out that uh, Brit Jr. had powers. and um, But this... So what's happening is Brit is in a collapsed building with a woman um, named Samar. And all, all the other... Guardians are fighting Thoth, and and Kid Thor gets the life drained out of him, mm-hmm. and is presumed dead. Oh yeah, so he yeah he kills Kid Thor. Uh, I like how uh, Pegasus or I think no, it was Outrun. Outrun's like uh, he was there a minute ago, and now he's dead. He's just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, robot sends in a bunch of robot drones. Uh, yeah, but then it keeps going back to Brit having a conversation with Samar. Yeah. And this woman in this building. Him getting her giving her the courage to like help and, and she wants to help and and then oh my gosh. So he's saying, hang on Samar, because the building is going It's crushing. It's crushing. It's going katoom, katoom, it's, it's getting lower, lower, lower. And he says, hang on and, and he's face to face with her and then You turn the page he, and oh. Brit is pulled from the rubble by set and he's covered in blood. And he says, he says, I says I, you're injured. I didn't think that was possible. And, and he, he says, says it's, it's not, not my blood, blood, you son of a bitch. Ugh, like Crushed her. F- face down through somebody. It's almost like Phil Hester read Brit Volume 3 and was like, that's pretty fucking brutal. What I'm going to actually do it. Yeah, what Ugh. happens if someone actually got crushed? Unbelievable. Yeah. So, so sad. So, Thoth has pretty much destroyed all of them, set at this point, asks Brit for help. And so how this ends, this fight ends, is Set and Brit agree to work together for this moment. Because Set explains, like, what, that it's all just a game. He's like, I'm trying to control the world, but he's trying to, like, feast off of all of your yeah, all of your people. Mm-hmm. And Set talks about how he's been playing everybody with Embrace and everything like that, that he just sees this as a game, and he's just moving the pieces and... And he's, he's, he even says, like, we can straighten out our shit after this is all done, but this is something that we we have a common enemy here that we need to take care of. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that 
in Invincible, there isn't really a hero who's who has a power like that's very threatening to Invincible. Like, if Invincible were to face off with Set or even Thoth, like he'd be fucked. If Invincible you think, would be, or yeah. the villain would be. Invincible would be. Think about it, all oh, of Invincible's yeah. enemies. They're very strong. Or Angstrom Levy can go into well, there was a, other there dimensions. Was a, there was a comment in the end of the final issue. Uh, Sean Mackowitz made a joke about how there was no char- no enemies or no characters with telekinesis. All these superheroes and all these abilities, but nobody has telekinesis. Kaboomerang does. Well, I guess he does have a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, like no like Professor X or Jean Grey type character. I don't remember what he said in the thing, but he mentioned that. But but, anyways, but I mean, think about it. Isn't that weird to think about? Cause, like cause these Seth are could just stop him. Yeah, just stop him. Just stop him. Thoth be, could just absorb him. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, like that would be more. These are huge. These villains, villains are more threatening than Thrag ever was. I think. Like Thrag was just strong. Strong. You yeah, know it's interesting, mean? right? But it, but in but in Invincible's world, that's enough. You know. Yeah. But in this, it's you see this as a threat. I feel like that's typical with like Justice League and Avengers. The, the villains and stuff. match their yeah. Like, yeah, like the, there's a reason why they need a team to defeat this villain. Yeah, because they're more powerful than the ones that they go after alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the plan with Set and Britt was uh, Britt was going to distract Thoth by letting him try and absorb him, which they knew that wouldn't work, or he, they hoped it wouldn't work. He wanted to beat Thoth and have him think that his power was draining and that he doubt himself he wanted okay, Thoth yeah. to doubt himself because if he doubted himself then he'd be able to and defeat did, him did Brit know this wasn't going to work or was this a sacrifice that he would have no Brit knew it wasn't going to work how I I don't know yeah I don't know I would assume that he knew yeah so did I but that was like that like Set knew that it was going to like that was part of the plan but maybe I don't know so Brit does that to distract Thoth, and Set drops a train on his face. And then they disappear. And they're gone in the explosion. And that was it. And it's like they were never there. I didn't really care for that too much. I didn't didn't either. either. I don't know. I don't remember if they come back in Invincible Universe. They might. So I'm I'm withholding judgment on that. But it felt very abrupt. Like like there's an explosion and they're gone. You know, that's it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But... Yeah, and then it has. So Kid Thor is handed his hammer. Yeah, knockout. Who wasn't there because knockout and Zandal were at the, um, uh, at the Mauler site mm-hmm. fighting him. So knockout, who's in love with Kid Thor, they're in a relationship, wasn't there for him dying. And runs in and it says, you know, looks over his charred body. Um. And says, I couldn't stand to see anyone else swinging this ugly old thing around, uh, talking about his hammer, and puts it down on his corpse and says, goodbye, kid. Good, good. And then as she sets the hammer down, there's a flash, there's a flash of blue light. Yep. And she says, kid? Yep. And you see nothing else. So we assume he comes back. Yeah. And we've seen well, we him. we know he comes back. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying. But we don't know why or how or what the deal is. Uh, we don't find out hear that he officially comes back but we know he does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it ends with uh another quiet scene similar to i think it was brit volume three but it's just brit coming home seeing himself on the news and you know talking to um jessica and holding brit jr and just it was it, the talk was all about how um this is why he fights he can't quit he can't hang it up 
Because um, he wants everybody to have what he has. Yeah. He wants, you know, he, he fights so he can come home to this, to his family. And uh, he falls asleep there. So. That's yeah. how it ends. I, I thought it was, I, w- I was mad that it ended like that. Yeah. Like, I think no, I, I wanted I actually like that ending. I, I mean, I liked I love it. simplistic endings like I that. I liked it, mm-hmm. but to me, I just, I wanted more of that story, I think. Because you didn't know that Invincible Universe picks up immediately, did you? No. Yeah. So, and now I'm excited. Yeah, I would feel a little like, oh, well, like four pages ago, the villains were unstoppable, and now they disappeared, and that's it. Right. Yeah. And Brit's sleeping, and yeah. that's it. But it is a very good ending. I do like it a lot. But yeah, so that's Guarding the Globe. So even after talking about it more, TJ, you feel the same way yeah, about it? Not really caring about it too much? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. In comparison to all of the other side stories that I have read, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably at the bottom. Well, um, side stories is not... Wolfman's not a side story. Wolfman is its own comic. Wolfman is a side story. No, it's not. It's not a side story it's of Invincible. Tie-in. It's a tie-in. Thank well, it's you. It's not. Yeah. It is it's absolutely it's a tie-in. It's its own comic. This this is a tie-in because it's characters who were introduced in Invincible. I think this is a direct Invincible. tie-in. Wolfman is not a direct tie-in, but it does tie-in. So Tech Jacket. Tech Jacket, I guess, is like Wolfman, where it's 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 not a direct tie-in, but it does tie into it. So, is yeah. Spider-Man a tie-in to oh, Invincible? Okay, so so is Batman no, but... is Batman a tie-in to uh, Superman? I don't think that that's the same thing. It absolutely is the same thing as com- just because it happens Wolfman. in the same. It's just in the same thing. Wo- Wolfman. Uh, Superman would exist without Batman. Batman would exist without Wolfman. It's a tie-in, but, but not a spin-off. Excuse me, Wolfman. Wolfman would not exist without Invincible. All right, so is this a spin-off or a tie-in? <laughs> they are arguing the same thing. It's it's the same. It's thing. all. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Either either way, I like it a lot. I because things the things I like about the most about Invincible are like like I loved that we talked about the final issue one forty four. Um, after the Viltrumite War, when he's back to fighting like villains again, like on the streets, like it, it's that universe-building stuff, and I love seeing those villains, seeing those characters. Um, I'm really excited to read Invincible Universe now. So, have, so you've read it? I read it when it came out. I haven't read it since. Do you have like have the single both issues? Both volumes right here. I have the single oh. issues too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Am I taking them? We'll see. Okay. We, so, up next is Invincible Universe. Uh, our next episode, though, is. Uh, is not going to be Invincible Universe. We're going to be doing a What If episode next. So in two weeks, we'll be back with uh, Invincible What If. So we want your What Ifs. Um, we'll be putting out the call on Facebook and Twitter and everything too that, uh, uh, you know, Marvel has a long history. Well, they all kind of, all comic books in general have a long history of doing What Ifs. And uh, I think it'd be really fun to do Invincible related ones. So for example, what if Adam Eve had stayed dead? What if Conquest had killed her? You know, where would Mark be? What would that story be? How would it progress? Um, and so on. I'm not going to give all the ones I'm thinking away now, but in two weeks, we'll be back with with that episode. You know, each of us will come up with a few. We'll go around the table. I want everybody to write in, give us some of the ones that you think of, and we'll talk about them on the show. But after that episode, next month, we'll give everybody some time to catch up, read Guarding the Globe, read Invincible Universe. We'll get uh, give us three some time to read Invincible Universe, and we'll be back in two episodes with our Invincible Universe discussion. Uh, do you guys want to talk about some other stuff first? Before we wrap it up? I haven't really been playing anything. I saw today that they released a teaser for a new Tomb Raider video game. 
There was the trailer for the third video game. The yeah. sequel. I didn't watch the trailer yet though, but I know that's it's been rumored for a while. It shows nothing. Yeah. It just shows the title of it. Okay. Yeah, but that was really it. I still haven't played the second one, and I love the first one. The second one is better. Really? Did you play it? TJ? No. No. Did you play no. the first one though, TJ? I played some of it. Yeah. Um. I'm still working my way through the Kingdom Hearts collection. I got The Witness on iPhone because it was on sale, and that was one of the rated one of the best games of whatever year it came out. It's the a, Witness? It's what a is a puzzle that? game. Oh. It's like you're on an island. It's like the old game, the uh, Mist for computer. It's really tough, um, but that's been a lot of fun. TJ, have you been reading any other comics? Uh, I have something for you. What's that? Hardcover one of Descender. Nice. I'm going to fucking yes. read that shit. Awesome. Why can't I read it? Because he requested it first. I'm, I'm, I'm then right. I want Invincible what? Universe. You're Invincible Universe? Maybe. Do you, have, do you have it with you? What? Descender? No, I don't okay. have it. I'll give it to you next well, time. Well, yeah, regardless, Bill, you're going to get Invincible Universe story. All right, so uh, I, sorry to, to jump back into actual topic, but this is issue uh, 112. Of what? Of Invincible. Invincible. What are you looking at? And it shows Samson getting blown in half. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elephant getting his head cut, cut off. It shows Kid Thor getting killed, Knockout handing him the hammer, him coming back, and then Knockout getting her head blasted off. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeti getting his face blasted. Pegasus, I think her, Pe- Pegasus, her wing is messed up. Pegasus grabs Yeti. So all of this stuff, you're like, who are these and people? And Yeti's like, fucking a giant. Like, you've seen him a little bit, yeah. but not like this. Oh, this is the death of... Um, Shapesmith. Shapesmith. Oh. And I think that's... Oh, Best Tiger's here. This one starts with Britt Jr. and Britt. Uh-huh. Yep. Best Tiger... Oh, yeah. Best Tiger with Monster Girl. Escapes by jumping off of Monster Girl. And that's God, that's it. Such a good scene. Yeah. Man, so, like, that These whole issue, matter. that's a guarding... That's a guarding of the galaxy, like, issue. Guarding the globe. Yeah. Issue, issue 112. Oh, yeah. I said galaxy, didn't I? We oh, went this we entire always... time and didn't say it once until there. And then I there. fucked it up. Way to go. So issue 112, go back and look at all of the stuff from the spinoff that we just talked about because everyone's in there. All right. I'm going to show you another one too after we end the podcast, the one with them in space. I want you to see that again. Um, did you guys like Black Panther? We didn't talk about it. Uh, you go first. I thought it was really good. I thought me and Katie are, you know, rewatching all the Marvel movies and I'm ranking them as I'm watching them again for, you know, with fresh eyes, knowing the whole thing because some of them I haven't seen since theaters. And it's at a solid, like, I think there's 18 Marvel movies. It's, like, upper half. It's upper half. It's not, like, top four or anything, hmm. but okay. that was pretty good. TJ? You're next. For me, if I had to put it in a rank, it'd be the lower half, if not, like, one of my really? least favorite really? wow. Marvel movies. Because the CG was so oh, horrendously bad. I knew you were going to blame the CG. Are you kidding me? The, the, towards the last half of the movie, yes, the CG got bad. Okay. But- that wasn't that wasn't enough. The whole to time it was me. bad. The whole time it was terrible. It took mm-hmm. me right out of it. It didn't bother me. Black Panther was my absolute favorite part of Civil War. Mm-hmm. Like every part of it. Rewatching Civil War, he was bad I loved, fucking I loved, ass. He was badass. It. I love the way he fought in Civil that's, War. More. And that's what got me excited. Like yeah. he he they had the style, and I remember telling Liz, I'm like Liz, if they keep his fighting style and the way that he moves and acts mm-hmm. and stuff like that in Black Panther is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be mm-hmm. my favorite movie. It 
it was almost like the director was really good at drama. Like I liked Wakanda. I love the fucking Sherry, all the women. Sherry, like she's all the best, them. the princess. All of them, dude. She like anytime awesome. that he was out of the Black Panther costume, I really enjoyed. But anytime that it was a superhero movie, it was yeah. bad. I can see that. It was yeah. bad. Uh, the villain I thought was one of the best Marvel villains in any movie. I disagree. Movie. I love Killmonger him. or whatever. I, I didn't awesome. think I, all he did was like, I'm gonna burn it down. Uh, I liked him. That was... I liked his his backstory. TJ, what did you think of it? Uh, I still have not seen it. I, I'm I'm obviously eventually going to see Black Panther. You have to like what? Um, come on. It's like you're not going to be able to see it in I theaters also, if it leaves theaters. I have not Infinity seen War. the newest Thor though. Uh, I have it in the other room. I hear it's bad. Everybody loved it, except did for you. You I guys. I saw it with you, Bill. And I feel we, like we, we, have, we didn't think we have the same the, standard yeah. of movies. We didn't, we didn't like it that, as much as everybody, but everybody else in the world. Oh, but yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. That was the regal reunion that we yeah. did. That I didn't like the regular Thor's. Yeah, that's why I think you're gonna like it a lot. Yeah. I well, I gotta watch that, and I gotta watch Black Panther before Avengers, so I will watch it eventually. And I'm I am hearing awesome things about Black Lightning too. So you know, I want to check that out too. Uh, one of our friends, we we watched me and Liz. They they had never seen Guardians of the Galaxy two. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric and Amanda and we are like oh let's watch it so we watched it and then they didn't like the fact that Groot was like in it as much as he was yeah. as baby Groot and they're like oh it's just pandering the whole like his character is like pandering I'm like I don't understand that word maybe I'm not smart enough and they're like well it just caters to like what the audience wants yeah. and it's just like and I'm like I'm like you know what that's exactly how Thor felt the entire time hmm. not Thor as a character but like Every scene ended with a fucking joke because yeah. it's what the audience yeah. wanted. It's but, like, but let me put it this way though, and I'm I'm a I'm, I felt the same way you felt when you left the theater. Is that better than the other Thor movies though? No, no. no. Okay. You're gonna feel the same way about it, dude. You're you're gonna uh, fucking most hate. people hated the other Thor movies, so they're like, give us anything, give us a stupid goofy Thor, and a fun, action-packed, like colorful, cinematography-filled Thor, and they did. No, no. So, the second Thor, Dark World, had great I only cinematography saw Thor, in it. I only saw Thor Ragnarok once. I'm excited to rewatch it and see what I think. It's kind of like okay, so Shaun of the Dead. I'm looking at a post right now. It's a zombie movie, right? That's a comedy. Yeah. But it never really makes the Dom heroes Tom. look. Well, that's that's not necessarily true. But the zombies look dumb, right? It's always about what the heroes do and stuff like that. So the zombies are like, this is a bad example. It is a bad example because it's not really supposed to be taken seriously. It's a comedy. Right, but I mean, they take Thor, who is the hero, and make him a joke. Right. I think because, I mean, re-watching them, his best scenes in the other two movies were his comedic moments. So they 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 did that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they that literally that. every scene is a joke. Literally, I'm not, TJ, I'm not exaggerating. Try to find me a serious tone that ends serious scene in Thor. I guarantee you can't find it. I kind of want to skip this movie. Yeah, you don't need to. You need to see it. You have to see it. It's really good. You have to see it because it ends. You just said it's really good. No, no, it's it's really important, I should say. That is important. It's, Shit happens it's, in it. It's definitely worth seeing, though. It's just it's not what I... <gasps> what, Bill? Oh, I forgot to tell you. Okay, so I saw a movie that I was just... Everyone was... It was Sunday, and my whole family was napping, and I was wide awake, and I was just on Amazon Prime, and it's called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It I've is heard a such vam- good things It is it. a vampire movie with um, the guy who's shiny. Bang, 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 yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was Flight of the, Flight of the Concords. Concords, and it has 
Kai Takiti yeah. Takeda Kai. Yeah. The director of Thor. Of Thor and also the guy who played the rock monster in Thor. Mm-hmm. That movie's fucking amazing. Yeah. I've heard such good things it about that so movie. It is so funny. Did it, he write and direct that too? Yes. Yeah. He he, he people co- love him. He co-directed I need it to see it. with the Flight of the Concords guy. Okay, cool. And it's a Jeremy vamp- something. Shit. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a vampire it's a it's a documentary where a, a documentary crew follows around a group of three vampires and just like documents their life cool. and it's very funny um bring it back to comics a little bit saga we talked about that it's really good oblivion song if you guys want to hear more about what we thought about oblivion song go listen to the oblivion song podcast and then i caught up on thanos the one that devin has been, devin raving been about. talking about it's so good it's so good it's a thanos comic yeah like the title of it yeah. is did you read old man logan uh, very like sporadically. Like, like you showed me parts. Oh, okay, it kind of reminds me of Old Man Logan, where it's like, here's like a kind of an alternate. Like it's just it's a very fun comic. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna love it. I think you should read it. It's only a few issues in uh, to this this current run. Is so this is new. Yeah. Is current. this the one where Frank Castle's Ghost Rider? Spoilers. But oh. yes, and that was a crazy moment. Okay. Yeah. Because I was reading. It's really cool. I was reading about I mean. that. That's what I was getting at. Where it has those moments where it's like, this is a cool reinterpretation of these characters. Is it canon? Uh, maybe it's canon. Like Old Man Logan is canon, I think. Where it's like, somewhat. Not really. Yeah. And it's just a story told. Yeah. So it's really, characters. it's really cool. And I think you guys should check that out. Um, I don't know. Other than that, you guys got anything else? Or we want to wrap it up. I got nothing else. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Remember, we are a bi-weekly podcast. We'll be back in two weeks to talk all about Invincible What Ifs. Uh, our Facebook is Invincible Podcast, Twitter, uh, and YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud, everywhere. Uh, email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Bill and TJ, thank you for joining. Thanks for having us. Okay, goodbye. And thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Bye.
keeps on saying like, man, I do look old. He sees himself on TV. <coughs> <coughs> no idea where that came from. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Straight up spit in your face. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did not mean to. Add it. Add it. I don't know where the fuck that Holy came shit. from. It was like a, like a fucking out of nowhere cough.